Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Pickle Podcast. As always, I'm Max, and I'm with my co-host, Ah, Mark. Ah, and I are here today to discuss pickles once more, as I'm sure you know based upon the title of this podcast. So, today is like kind of a history day. You know, today is where we hit the books, we went to the library, we studied hard. We broke out the textbooks like nerds. We broke out the text. yeah, we, we kind of became, if you're a nerd and you like history, this one's for you. Yeah. Nerds. But anyway, <laughs> there's actually a fairly fascinating history about pickles. Nerd. It took an odd amount of time to research, but it was pretty fascinating. So today, we will be presenting it all to you, and hopefully you will learn a little bit more about pickles. And also, oh, okay, so the first half, how about you break down how this episode's going to be like? So, a majority of this is probably going to be about the history of pickles, like how they came to be, then we're going to probably talk a lot like about the history of in New York. Yeah. Which can segue to the movie we watched, An American Pickle, starring Seth Rogen and his co-host, Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen it plays him plays two versions of himself. Well, not of himself, but it's written by Simon Rich, which doesn't mean much to most people, but he wrote Miracle Workers, um, I'm pretty sure. And not important. It's based on a book by him that I read. Anyway, American Pickle is pretty good. It's funny. Uh, and it does have some actual history connected to it, which we researched. Mostly, like, New York stuff in the 1920s. Yeah. But we're going to start with, like, earlier. Like, you know, like, yeah. BC stuff. Before Christ. Yeah. Before Common Era? Which one do you go with? I mean, I say BC and AD, which I don't think is, like, the mix. Yeah, because BCE is before Common Era, but AD is after death. Yeah. So what's the new AD then? Because I know that BC is C- like... CE? It must be just CE, Common Era. Yeah, uh, yeah. BC and AD, BC, yeah, it's just C. Okay, so guys, when we're talking about years here, we are going to go with... BCE and CE. Pickle Podcast official announcement. Sure. Sure. Uh, I hold no promises. Yeah, no promises. As a deeply religious man myself. Yes, that's who Mark is. Mark yes. prays to pickle gods, actually. Yes. Jesus was nailed to a big pickle. Mm-hmm. It's actually like an Easter egg in the Bible for yeah. close readers. You gotta use your brine, it's like on the Bible, and like hidden ink, you rub it, right. and then reveal. Just like using lemon juice on the back of the Declaration of Independence in the hit film, National, National Treasure, Treasure right. starring Nicholas Cage. It's very strange, because Mark said it first, but I was about to say that. Nicholas Cage. I feel like it's probably a movie where Nick Cage eats a pickle. There's a movie about Nick Cage being Nick Cage. Right, but that doesn't serve the pickle podcast purposes. I'm sure there's one where he eats a pickle. Okay, let us begin the episode. Not that that was not a very good segue. Into literally the beginning of history. Um, so like about 6,000 years ago, I think? 2030 BC. Yeah. Uh, pickles are first found um, in the Tigris Valley. Yeah. We said BC. You were supposed to say BCE, Max. We're just keeping everyone on their toes, Mark. All right. Never know what you to expect in the Pickle Podcast, bro. But yeah, so 2030 BCE is a long time ago. And that's when the idea of pickling was first found. Um, Obviously, that was was when cucumbers were first pickled. Fermenting probably happened before that, honestly. 
Yeah. I would assume. But the first time that there's like noted history of cucumbers being pickled is back in the Tigris Valley in 2030 BC. Yeah. That, fermenting is that 7,000. Yeah, fermenting is like oh. one of the first things that people do with fruit. Yeah. But so obviously cucumbers are just like they're, they're easy to grow. They taste pretty good. You know, they're kind of universally fine. I don't yeah. think anyone has strong opinions about them. My dad does. Really? My dad just does not like them. Strange. But anyways, so they were kind of an obvious option to pickle because yeah. it just lasted longer. Like, they didn't do it for taste or anything. It just lasts longer. And yeah. it happens to taste very good. And then it branched off to more stuff today where you can see pickled, like, tomatoes, pickled jalapenos. Yeah. Which actually, like, doesn't it, like, lower the spice count on, like, a jalapeno if you pickle it? It does. I think that's why they put it... On nachos? In nachos, yeah. Yeah, we had nachos the other day. Yeah, Mark had a jalapeno. Last episode, I don't know if you recall, but we talked about how Mark never ate a jalapeno. I ate a jalapeno. Mark ate a jalapeno. Just for you guys. Yeah, definitely just because I, I wanted nachos, and I said, eh, sure, I'll try it. Yeah. They're but, okay. But anyway, pickling started, you know, the first real record of it, and it kind of was very important all throughout history. Um... They were loved by Cleopatra, Julius Caesar, and Napoleon because I, I guess this is not a modern thing, but there's this idea in Cleopatra's time and Caesar's time and well, Cleopatra and Caesar, but at Napoleon's time, that pickles like made you stronger and were like an important part of your diet. Like Cleopatra had like a very specific diet because she wanted to like live longer and be healthy and stuff. And pickles were, like, an oddly large part of that because there was, like, a belief that it was going to make her more healthy and, like, make her better and stronger. And then Julius Caesar, who would give pickles to all of his troops, and obviously he had pretty good troops. Um, yeah, but 30... Okay, Cleopatra lived to, like, 40, but for that time... Pretty good, I guess. That's pretty crazy. All because of the pickles, bro. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, Julius Caesar... It's fascinating. I read this whole article about it, like... He would, like, give pickles to all of his troops, and they were, like, required to eat them because of some, like, insane belief that it would make them stronger. Yeah, I mean, and going back to, like, pickling with troops, like, Napoleon himself, he pickled for his troops, but that was not to make them stronger, more just to have long-lasting food on yeah. the battlefield. They would, like... It's kind of what pickling's whole purpose was before fridges were in. Yeah, stuff I mean, easy. the reason pickling is, was so popular is because, you know... They're always trying to find ways to preserve things. That's why, like, salt trade is super important. Because salt is yeah, like, preserves. I, all the stuff on, like, when, like, ships were coming to, like, America. Yeah. You know, like, they salted literally everything. Yeah. Just so it could last. That actually goes into Columbus. Uh, as everyone knows, Christopher Columbus, the not-so-good person. But anyway, he brought pickles to America. A lot of them. In fact, he, like, stopped in, I think it was Haiti, to grow cucumbers to make more pickles. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Because they were running out. And, like, it was very important whenever, like, during the Age of Exploration, like the 1400s, um, pickles were on, like, every ship. They were, like, a crucial aspect of most big, sort of, trips because they were so important. Because um, they last long and taste pretty good. Yeah. And so it's actually interesting because, uh, I'm going to mess up this pronunciation, but... Armego Vespucci, the person who America is basically named after, like he discovered whatever, did not discovered discover. Discovered America. Big air quotes. Yeah. You can see it on this audio show. Yes. The person who America is named after was also known as like the pickle dealer. Um, he was like known to deal pickles 
And he, like, supplied Columbus with pickles. Sounds so wrong. He was basically, like, a pickle pirate, is my understanding. Like, that was his thing. He was, like, a pickle dealer. I don't know. Seems like a legend. Probably a terrible person, I I would assume. But, yeah, he, like, supplied Columbus with pickles. And it was a whole thing. And then back to Napoleon. Napoleon paid, um, just, like, a random, like, random chefs a whole lot of money to figure out the best pickling method. And from that, we got glass jars. Yeah. Which are, you know, iconic pickling method. Yeah. And jamming method. And jamming. Yeah, no, this same chef discovered that. Oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, Napoleon would send his troops out for a long time in the winter. Um, <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. But, yeah, they needed food that would last a while. Yeah. And obviously there was no fridges yeah. or anything. Should have sent him to Bill and the Bill and Ted future where he got to eat the ice cream. Then he would have known about freezing. That's true. Um, Bill and Ted would have helped a lot. However, then Napoleon might have conquered the world. So it's possible that wouldn't have been too good. Yeah. Because would we be making this podcast if, like, Napoleon won or whatever? <laughs> yeah, no. Probably better than other people ruling the world, though. I mean... I guess. I don't know. You took Euro. I did not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, so yeah. And now, moving on to World War II, uh, the U.S. government literally rationed pickles. Like, they rationed everything. But pickles were, like, named. They were rationed. And don't you just find that amazing? Yeah, really up there. Pickles, food tier list. Pickles are on the food tier list for the U.S. government during World War II. Like, meat... Fuel, pickles. Yeah. You know, all equally important. We're exactly. doing like, you know, like the hand thing where you yeah. like, you can't see. Audio sing. show. Audio sh- podcast. All right, so we're going to bring up this visual thing of the yeah. pickles now. We'll include a picture on the Instagram post, okay, of us going with our hands. I hold no promises. And then you'll understand. <laughs> no, but yeah, World War Two. I find that so fascinating because, um... Obviously, like, World War II is is fairly modern, I would say. It's definitely the most recent huge war. It, it's modern history, basically. Yeah. And definitely, like, the biggest war. Pickles are still, like, crucial. Like, they still didn't have better methods. We yeah. still don't, honestly. Yeah, because fridges are very much so stationary. Yeah. And well, there's, like, like coolers, there's, like, I guess. <laughs> can't really, like... Oh, yeah, bring my picnic cooler onto the battlefield. Wait, that would be so funny. If you joined the army, that would be... You would just, like... That would be who you are. I, I show up with the, the picnic cooler you with the Hawaiian the shirt. <laughs> you have the food. Like, there's nurses, you know, there's soldiers, and then there's Mark. I'm the hot dog cart guy. Yes. On the battlefield. He just runs across the battlefield and gives people food. No sides, you know. Whoever needs the food gets the food. Yeah. And everyone knows not to shoot. Right. Everyone's like, all right, yeah, I want a, I want a hot dog. Mark is a neutral party. He's just providing food. I, I don't know. I mean, this is a little off topic, but I always love when, like, stuff in, that happens in history is, like, sort of funny in, like, a war. Yeah. Like, like, during, like, World War One about, like, you know, like, the Christmas soccer game. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just fun and interesting to me because it shows how, like, I guess humanity is not, doesn't need to fight always. They can just have fun. That's relevant to pickles. Yeah. Pickles unite us. Food unites us, really. Yeah. I think that's kind of like... You see that all throughout history. Yeah. Food unites. 
Yeah, I mean, America, like, as a... I mean, the melting pot garden salad and algae that it is. Yeah, like, our one real culture is food, to be honest. Yeah, and it's a bunch of different. Yeah. And we have good food here. Like, we have good food. Yeah, I think... But we have so much food. We have a lot. Did you know Americans enjoy food? Shocker. Shocker. We're Americans, by the way, guys. No, I'm Canadian. No, he's not. Oh. That, that was a random noise, dude. That was not... Hey. <laughs> okay, back to World War Two. Um, we're just talking about how fascinating it was that the U.S. government literally rationed pickles. Cause I don't know, like I have this stat: forty percent of the nation's pickle supply. Which I guess the nation has a pickle supply. I did not know that, but forty percent of it went to soldiers. Soldiers. Interesting. I mean, I I guess that makes sense. It's like New York was a big shipping area. Yeah. Big pickle, easy to ship, probably. But, like, do you think there was a guy that was in charge of just, like, making sure the pickles went to the right places? I guess so. There, are, there is, like, funny position in operations in the military. Like, I watched a movie yesterday, Operation Mincemeat, where they just used a, where World War, during World War II to trick Germany that they were thinking they were going to invade Greece when they were actually invading Italy. Uh, the British uh, used a dead body to make the like the skies that is like a dead person like to, to, like basically made a fake backstory and all that just to like trick people their army to be in greece so they could donate italy easily oh that's disturbing it is funny <laughs> it's fascinating. funny there could be a pickle person is what we're saying yeah uh we kind of skipped over but pickle the word pickle comes from the dutch word pickel or another or northern german pickle which literally it just means salt or brine because that's kind of like what pickling is that's where it comes from so it, it's it's very dutch i feel like yeah. which makes sense because the dutch were what settled new york mostly yeah and that's where pickles are huge in america obviously pickles didn't start in america but yeah i mean when you i associate a lot of like jewish american culture with like New York, the pickle. Yeah, the like I don't know how common pickles are in Israel. Yeah, like it's I mostly mean, Jewish. There. It, like it's a Jewish American thing. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean that goes back because uh, the our sponsor of the, the podcast, Profet. Profet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she got us pickles from Colombia. She did. We haven't tried them yet. We probably should try them soon. Well, we wanted to wait till next week. Yeah, but like, she said she had a little trouble finding them. Yeah, because they're just not common. Like, yeah. Most other pickled things might be common, like maybe a tomato or something. A jalapeno, maybe. Um, but like the the specific cucumber being pickled isn't common a lot of places. Yeah, I would say it's a known like most people have heard of it. I would say. Yeah. But it's it's a very American thing, yeah. especially like northeast. You go to a deli anywhere in the northeast without finding a pickle. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, other everywhere. places will have like pickles there, like if you want on your sandwich. But, yeah. Like, I'm. I can stop by. We have like three or four delis in our town. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of delis in our town. Any deli would have pickles. Yeah. Like, it's just impossible not to find them. They're so common now. Yeah. Sometimes they just put it with your sandwich. Yeah, they just kind of... It's like a given. Like, if you go to a diner, they're going to give you a pickle with your hamburger, too. Hamburger is also a pretty American thing. Yeah. So I guess this kind of leads us into... There's some, like, facts I'd like to mention. Oh, then go ahead. Mention your facts. Well, so an interesting fact is by tw- the 2010s, Americans were eating... More than two million pounds of pickles, which I think shows that a how year. important pickles are. Yeah, 
and also the fact that Americans are fat. But also, how many pounds of pickles do you think we've eaten in the past two weeks? Too many. At least one, honestly. Do you know how many pickles we've eaten, guys? We probably could have eaten more. But, but we have eaten a lot. Yeah, we've eaten at least a few pickles each day. And I've had pickles on my own time, just in sandwiches. Yeah, Mark does, like, research on his own time, guys. He eats pickles on sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> research. That's his homework when he gets home. Yes, sandwiches, the one thing I'm pro- pretty good at making. Mark's very good at making sandwiches. I love sandwiches. They're He's so also good at making milkshakes. No, we're not having this discussion. Um, so yeah, so that's a step. Oh, here's another fact I forgot to mention. The Dallas Cowboys, the uh, American football team, they won a game 41-14 to on day when temperatures reached 100. Oh, I read that totally wrong. The Eagles beat the Cowboys 41-14 to on a day when temperatures reached like 109 degrees Fahrenheit, which is very high. I don't know the Celsius conversion. I assume most of our fans are. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's probably around in the 40s. It's very hot. Um, and so then the Eagles, like, credited their endurance and ability to win to, like, drinking pickle juice before and during the game. And everyone was like, okay. But then they did a study at Brigham Young University, um, which is a college. Yeah. And they backed the claims with science, and they showed that, quote, knocking back pickle juice... Relieved a cramp 45% faster than drinking no fluids, that seems obvious, and 37% faster than water. Just drink Gatorade. Yeah. I have to imagine Gatorade's better. But pickle juice does something, I guess. If you're curious, the Celsius conversion is 42.7 repeating. So yeah, it's about right. Yeah, it's high. It's very hot. It's way too hot for football, for being outside. Okay, so... I guess that sort of leads us into our next segment. Uh, yeah. So we will be right back with that. Okay. Welcome back. I'm sure you didn't really leave. If you did. I hate you. That's not true. We love everyone that listens. Um, let us know what you do in between segments. Because we don't, you know, do anything in between segments. We, we, so we hit the pause button. And then drink, we water, drink water. That hit play. Yeah. I'm going to drink water now. Glug, glug. Luckily, that did not get up on the mic. But yeah, let us know what you do in between segments. Because I'm curious. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Email us. Respond in our comments. DM us on Instagram. Fight us. F- if YouTuber you f- boxing. If you find us and you give us a pickle and then say, now I want to fight you... Legally, we have to. Yes. It's written in our contract. It's written in our contract with the Blood. company that we totally have. Yeah. Pickles yeah. Incorporated. But you have to give us a pickle. If you just say you want to fight without a pickle, yeah. doesn't doesn't count. The pickle is not relevant. The pickle does not have to be used as a weapon. But. It's an option. Yeah. It's not required, but I would I would go with it. I wonder how much that would hurt. Get like hit by a pickle? But like a really solid pickle. Like a giant one and slapped across the face. That would not be pleasant. Would not be pleasant because you're getting hit. And the vinegar could get in your eye. Yeah. I still think like the giant cucumbers would probably hurt more. Giant cucumbers do hurt. Because um, they're way more hard and like firm. Giant cucumber sword fights are really fun. Yes. I would know. I haven't done it. I have with my sister. Who might be on this show sometime. Yeah. 
wow, she's walking in right now. Hello. She's not. Yeah. But she doesn't eat most food. She really likes pickles, though. I think. Maybe. She did last time, but... I don't know. It's your sister. It is my... You know her. I know, but I don't know her food habits that well. Does your sister like pickles? Yeah. So there you go. Okay. A common note. Sisters love pickles. Except for when they don't. Okay, anyway. They're not real sisters, then. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. So now we're going to talk about our next segment, which is... It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter segment, basically. Yeah. First part, movie review of An American Pickle. And then we'll move on. Second part, can we actually do what was in American Pickle? What is the history of American Pickle? What is the reality of it? But first, let's start off with a movie review, because we hear at the Pickle Podcast, you know, we want to recommend pickle-like activities you can do. Yeah. And one of them could be watching this movie. So how about you start us off, Mark? So, we watched an, an American Pickle. It starts off with Herschel. I don't know what they're Greenbaum. Like. And, you know, down on his luck in a village somewhere. Slapskip. You remember this movie. I watched it twice. I mean, I don't know. So, he was in the village, and then he found the love of his life. Sarah. Yes. Played and, by succession star Sarah. That's not important. Go on. Yeah, but then, you know, they were having a lovely life. Having dreams of drinking seltzer, having their own gravestones. It was a long time ago. This is like the 1900s. Yeah, but then their village got burned, mm-hmm. attacked by. It's, cop- bas- it's basically Russians. Uh, it, we'll talk about the history of it later, but Cossacks. It's, it's Russians. Cossacks, yeah. yeah. Then they set off to America, the land of dreams, sort of. Sort of. But then they were there, and, you know, they got some jobs. Uh, he, Herschel, worked at a pickle factory. Yes. Where he hit rats. Yeah, he didn't get to make the pickles. He, uh, this is the one part of the movie I kind of uh, don't love, because they show it too much. Yeah, they're, they, he, he kills those rats. Brutally. And I guess it's like a joke, but it's not that. Whack-a-mole. It's, yeah, he, like, his job is to run around the factory and, and kill the rats in the factory. There's a lot of rats in the factory. There's a lot of rats in the factory. Then something terrible happens. What happens? He falls in the pickle brine yeah, he falls and in gets the preserved brine. for a hundred years. And in classic movie fashion, the second he falls in the pickle brine, someone comes into the factory and says it's like closing. Closing. And it's no just, one heard the giant no, splash. No one hears it. And the factory's closed for a hundred years. So skip to st- Brooklyn, by the way. This all is in Brooklyn. Yeah, like 2021? 2020, 2021, whatever. Yeah, around then. And. and they, some kids playing with their drones. With their drones, because, you know, modern technology. Yes. Sort of a good, that's what we call a symbol. Yeah. Are in the factory and open it up, and then, oh my god, Herschel pops out after being submerged in pickle. You're one of those kids. What do you do? Run. Run, yeah. Because how does he, so the next scene after he pops out is he's with like a team of scientists and they figured it all out. How did he get from being in pickle brine? To a team of clearly very well-funded and knowledgeable scientists. I'm pretty sure they just called the police and like, hey man, we opened up a pickle jar and a man popped out. We're in a factory. I feel like the police would not call a scientist. I mean, the police are legally obligated to come check stuff out. Yeah, but they would almost certainly assume it was just a homeless drunk person. That's probably true. I don't know. Doesn't matter. He He's with the scientists and yes. then he finds out the only real narrative is his son. Great, great grandson. Great grandson, yeah. Ben Greenbaum. Be- Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Both both characters are really Seth Rogen. It's funny. <laughs> Mark was trying to do a Seth Rogen laugh. I can't do a Seth Rogen. Don't do it. It's not yeah. worth it. Only he can do it. But yeah, so Ben Greenbaum is 
you know, he's a millennial. He's an app developer. Yeah. His app is like, it's like ethics. You like scan a product to see if the company's ethical. Yeah. Definitely would blow up uh, if it was a real app. Yeah. Very millennial. Very not nineteen twenties. Yep. So obviously there's a little tension there because Herschel uh, wanted the family to be very successful. Yeah. Which Ben has a very nice apartment in Brooklyn. Oh yeah. For like for whatever money he has. Yeah. He's a very nice apartment. Yeah. Like I would argue he's successful. He doesn't have a job or friends or seemingly a love life or anyone close to him. But he has a very nice apartment. Yeah. He has, like, speakers. There's a scene where there's, like, a dance party in the apartment. He has a nice sound set. Anyway. That's sort of the synopsis. So, but. the grant... Yeah. Everyone else was pretty successful. Lawyerish, Lawyer. Attorney. Bank account. Yeah. Know, whatever. Classic, you know... Job. Jobs. Or you make money. Yeah. But, you know, that's... You can check out the movie if you want to know more about what happens later. But what did you think about it, you know? I thought it was pretty funny. It was a pickle movie. It was a pickle movie. It definitely had the standard of pickle movie, way more so than I remembered. Because I watched this when it first came out uh, during the pandemic, like July 2020. Um, and then I kind of forgot it existed, but then we watched it again for the podcast. It's oddly relevant to pickles. Yeah, I mean, Herschel makes pickles out of rainwater, rainwater salt, salt, and cucumbers he found in the trash can. Cucumbers he found in the trash can, and jars from the trash can, too. Yeah. So it's very pickle-y. Um, I thought it's a pretty good movie. It's fun. Yeah. I really like Simon Rich. He's a great writer. Yeah. It's it's fun and charming. It, it knows what it is. Yeah. If you're looking for just kind of an easy watch and fun movie. I mean, that's what all Fifth Robin movies are. Yeah. But this is less of like a stoner, raunchy comedy than most Fifth Robin movies. Yeah, this one's just a... This is a fun Down movie. on his luck, Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's, yeah. it's good. It's not too long, too. It's like 90 minutes, I think. Yeah. HBO is, Max is on. Good movie length. Yeah. 90, mo- 90 minutes or less is perfect movie length. Um, yeah, if you're going longer, you have to work for that time. You really gotta know what you're doing. Yeah. Not to say that most people who make movies don't know what they're doing. But, but if a movie to. feels long, it feels it's long. It's bad. I watch a lot of movies. Um, 90 minutes is a perfect length. But anyways. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. So, you know, if you're trying to... If you're listening to the podcast... You clearly like pickles. Yeah. And you're trying to add stuff to your pickle culture. I would suggest this movie. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Okay. I suggest it as a movie. Not as a pickle movie, though. Because mm. it's a great pickle movie, but I think it goes beyond just a pickle yeah. movie. Yeah. It's also a pretty good movie. But if you're trying to add pickle culture to your life, good good start. HBO Max. But now it's time to sort of move into the real reason we watch this. Can we pickle a person? Right. Okay. So as we explained... <laughs> Short answer, no, they'll die because it's suffocation. As we explained, Herschel Greenbaum is preserved for 100 years in pickle brine. And he lives and he's fine. Like, perfectly fine. He doesn't even age. Yeah, same age as his great-grandson, Ben. Like, he's very fine. So Mark did an odd amount of research about this. I did enough. I was concerned. Yeah. And I think what I came to the conclusion of is that you can... In fact, pickle a person and like preserve them, all their stuff, like you do with meat for a long time. Yeah. But they're not living. Like if you, for example, you know, when someone dies, they decompose eventually. Yeah. The idea is if you put them in pickle brine, 
they probably won't decompose. Yeah, or at least that fast. That's that fast. Kind of like mummification, I guess. Yeah, or like pickled like meat, like pickled. Like, yeah, like pickled meat tastes good. Yeah. Have you ever had pickled meat? No, it's very German and like Hungarian. Yeah, it's very German. But yeah, so the idea is that you wouldn't be alive anymore. You would suffocate very fast. Yeah. But your body would be preserved. So, you know, that's that. That's what we found out about that. Yeah. But pickled meat, there's a lot of, like, some interesting stuff about it. Like, my, my great-grandpa, I never met the guy, but... Because he wasn't preserved in pickle bread. No, but they lived in my grandparents' basically roof. Oh. Or not roof. They're sec- they have two floors to their house. Yeah. Because it was, like, a t- double house. And up there, like, the grandma would... They're, they're from hung- Hungary, Germany, like, all that Austria. Like, that's kind of their culture. They're used to, like, farm. They would use pickle, like... All types of pickle, like like pig, like their feet, their head. Yeah. And so my my grandpa would just eat that. That's well, I don't know that I would try that. I wouldn't. That's interesting. Yeah. But back to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you could not pickle a person. Uh, we did try. We do have a criminal record now. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate. We told them it was for the podcast. You know, we told them it was for art. We're influencers. Yeah. And we told the police that we would, you know, retweet them to give them exposure. Yeah, endorse their act. You know, they seemed fine with that. So, you know, we're not going to jail or anything. Hopefully. Hopefully. Don't try it at home, though, because... Yeah. We we did try. You can try. We just don't advise it. Hide it well, you know... In the jar. Probably don't make a podcast episode about your crimes. Yeah. Because... Or do. Or do. If you're really trying to be a rebel. Yeah. No one's stopping you. No one is stopping you. That is very true. Someone will stop you. Someone after. will stop you. Pick pick a good person to try this on, though. Yeah. Because, like, if it works, you don't want some terrible person that you don't like to be preserved forever. Yeah. Pick someone you like. Then you won't see them. That is true. But maybe, you know... Pick, pick a pet so you can live with them forever. That's disturbing, though. Yes. Because you don't want that. Yeah. They would be confused and get bored. Do you think he was asleep in the pickle brine? Stasis, maybe? Because, like, they don't explain... Was what... he in a coma? I don't know what he was... Like, okay. The was obvious... he just pickling himself? The obvious connection is Captain America, right? Yeah. Who is literally frozen in a block of ice. I assumed he was just unconscious for all of it. Yeah, he's, like, probably just asleep. But wouldn't Herschel, like... It's interesting. I wonder what he is. I'm... By the way, the Captain America thing also does not work. Um, oh, yeah, if you try to freeze a person, I think there's a higher chance that they'll die of freezing than they will die of pickle. It also happens in Austin Powers, right? He's frozen. So? I haven't seen Austin Powers in a while. It doesn't work. Um, the Captain However, thing, the Herschel thing doesn't work. Yeah, rainwater pickles, though. Brain, what? Rainwater. Rainwater pickles, yes. Okay. We tried. We tried. In the movie, Herschel Greenbaum uh, wants to start a pickle company, basically, but he it doesn't have access to anything i guess yeah. so he uses rainwater and we tried yeah it rained basically for two days straight literally not even really like not really. It, it looked like it was gonna rain there was and like it rained everywhere else except for our area there was like a tornado warning yeah it was the whole thing so we put a jar out a mason jar see if we could collect some rainwater because we're committed we were gonna eat these yeah we there's did. like we, no water we got like half an inch we got like half an inch so we're gonna keep trying yeah. Keep that on your mind. Eventually, it's gonna happen. Make sure, like, clean the jar good and all that. Make sure it's 
the most sanitary it can be yeah. before we eat rainwater pickles. But cucumbers are not from the trash. We'll the, say yeah, we're not eating trash cucumbers because we also want to like, know how how did he just make pickles with salt? Because yeah. we've been trying. All he did in the movie is he put cucumbers in rainwater and salt, closed it for like it seems like two days. Yeah. And then they're like some perfect, very sour pickles. Yeah. We tried that. Yeah. Like, it didn't work. Yeah. I think in the movie they said they had like animal remains partly in it, which is like, still. That wouldn't help, would it? No, that would make it worse. Because we tried, we did cucumbers, we did water, we did salt, yeah. pickling spice, yeah. dill, and garlic. We've tried like two or three times. Put it in for a week. It didn't do anything. Yeah, we tried. We had one where we just did like salt vinegar, apple cider, like all that. Like, that worked. Yeah, very strong, but like we're having some trouble making the pickles. We gotta be honest with you guys. We yeah. want transparency here. If you have suggestions, please, please tell us down below. Down below, wherever it is that down below is, you can't leave comments on most of the platforms we're on. But sub to our Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. Okay, but there's also more history with the American pickle thing that I want to talk about. Yeah. So, last week we mentioned we were going to the city. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, we did. Lower East Side. So, in the movie, all this pickling stuff happens in Brooklyn, which is not so realistic to history, honestly. Most of the, like, a lot of Jewish immigrants from Russia, probably, or maybe Germany, like, the Dutch areas, uh, settled in New York City, obviously, because that's where... Ellis Island was, and they mostly settled on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, around Essex Street, and so there's just kind of, like, huge pickle stuff there in the 1920s. Like, pickle factories were a really big source of jobs. They were brought over mostly by Jewish immigrants, and they sort of became a very American thing, but they were a very big source of jobs for immigrants, because, you know, it's a fairly easy thing to do, and it probably didn't pay well, but it's, it's easy, and it tastes good, and it's easy to sell. Um, so one of the factors I wanted to highlight is Gus's, which I, people may have heard of. I'm not sure. Very it, famous. Though. It's very famous. It, it closed down a little while ago. You can still order them offline. Uh, but you can only order like five gallons at a time, which is yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, so we just couldn't get them. We couldn't get them. It's like $70 for a jar of pickles. Yeah, we're going to try, but we're probably not going to. So basically this is like an immigrant who sold pickles on the street right out of the barrel that he was making them in. And they did well enough, and then, you know, they open a factory, and now it's, like, it, a semi-world-famous company. Like, people have heard of it. Definitely people in Manhattan have definitely heard of it. Yeah. People who are in the food scene have definitely heard of it. It's fairly famous. If you want, like, if you are a person who, like, has a lot of pickled stuff at your restaurant, you've probably heard of Gus. Yeah, you've definitely heard of it. They sell at restaurants mostly now, because obviously it's, like, they sell five gallons at a time. That's not for individual consumption, yeah. really. And then... Moving on, sort of, but back to, like, the Essex Street stuff in the Lower East Side, there's kind of this, like, cool thing where I read an article, like, about a, basically, like, a pickle war between the factories. Um, it was mostly on Essex Street, which is also sometimes called Pickle Alley, and there was, like, 80 other pickle vendors besides Gus's, but Gus's was, like, considered the best or the finest, um, and it was kind of, like... You know, anyone who lived in the Lower East Side knew about this place. You basically didn't go there without eating it. Yeah. And so, you know, he's successful, everyone's happy. End of story, right? But then he dies. Oh, no. And then basically just sold someone named Harold Baker, um, who passes it on to his family, whatever. 
And then another pickle family, the Leibowitz family. There's a lot of pickle families, Mark. Yeah. Unfortunately, we are not, I am not, and neither are you a pickle family. Yeah. We're, we got lawyer. We're lawyers. Pickle family sounds cool, though. So anyway, another pickle family, which owned United Pickles in the Bronx, and was the main supplier of Gus's Pickles cucumbers, because obviously you need cucumbers. Yeah. He went into business with the people that bought Gus's, and then they opened another brand in Cedarhurst. Um, but then Baker, the people who bought Gus's, wants to get out of the pickle business because, you know, the pickle business is tough. Yeah, tough market. A lot of pressure. Got to get out of the pickle Sometimes business. Sometimes you can find yourself in a real pickle. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be a great old deal age. of trouble. Yeah. Still making pickles. So he tries to get out of it. So he puts up the Lower East Side Gus's pickles for sale. Like the famous, famous one. But no one buys it. So then it's sort of just bought by a, quote, relative newcomer to the pickle scene. Uh, that's the New York Times called her. Are we newcomers to the pickle, t- to the pickle scene? I guess we are, yeah. We're going we're gonna to revolutionize the pickle scene. Yes. Rainwater pickles. <laughs> anyway, so then basically Gus's, like, the rights to the name and sort of the legacy and the history ended up in, like, insane lawsuits and, like, copyright infringements. And now Gus's is no longer open. Sad. It's sad. Like, there's a website where you can buy them, but also the website's a little suspicious. I can't really tell... It's hard to tell if the actual Gus's or not, because there's also, on the website, it says they sell their pickles in Whole Foods stores. So I looked up Gus's Pickles Whole Foods, right? And we went to the closest Whole Foods to us. No Gus's Pickles. And if you look up Gus's Pickles Whole Foods, there's a bunch of articles. They're all from like 2009, 2011-ish, so they're not like recent, but they all say that Whole Foods is purposely selling fake Gus's Pickles. And this is also around the time that the whole copyright and lawsuits happened. So, I don't know if Gus's Pickles exists anymore. It's, 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 it's an enigma. It's kind of, it's, their whole story is nuts. It's confusing, but there was like literally a copyright war and lawsuits exclusively about pickles. Yeah. There was like a, a pizza chain in like New York that also had like a crazy. Yeah, because like everyone claims they're the, like the first or best New York City pizza. Yeah. Like, and they're all like some generic Italian first name. Yeah. But yeah, it's just crazy. Gus's Pickles. But we are going to travel to Essex Street in Lower East Side. There's a place called the Pickle Guys we're going to go to. Uh, we're going to go to Essex Street Market and get pickles. Yeah, next, that's next week. That's next week. Hopefully, maybe we can find... Yeah. But that episode might come out a little later, though. Do, like, a lot of... Yeah, we'll see what happens with that yeah. one. But we're going to go to where the history is. Talk a little bit more about that next week when we see it in person. But I think that's... That's yeah. all for today. Yeah. Before we go, random pickle fact. Selena Gomez loves her popcorn with pickle juice on top of it. Okay, so that's disgusting. Yes. We will be trying that. Sadly. We will have to try that. Um, I'll probably see a movie sometime and get popcorn. We'll try it. Don't worry. But yeah, I think that's about it for today. Um, Selena Gomez. Yeah, it's, it's real. I She has like a cooking show on HBO Max, doesn't she? Yeah. That might be where that comes from. That is disgusting. I don't I don't approve of that. I'm sorry. Soggy popcorn, not for me. Yeah, it would just be soggy and sour. But anyways, um, that is our episode. And that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you learned just a little bit more about the wondrous world of pickles. Thank you again to Profit Irizari for inspiring us and helping us every step of the way. 
As always, leaving a review helps out a ton. So please, if you enjoyed, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave yeah. a comment on YouTube, share a link. Yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PicklePodcast1. And if you want to send us an email at PicklePodcast1 at gmail.com with a question, we'll probably read it on air. Yeah. If you Yeah, feel free to send us questions, funny reviews or anything. We'll definitely read them on air next time if we get any. Yeah. Um, as always, all of our social media is Pickle Podcast 1 because we are the number one Pickle Podcast. Yeah. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. I'm going to try to get it on Stitcher, which apparently people use. Oh, yeah. But if you go to our social media, we have a link to our Anchor page, which is like Spotify's podcast manager, basically. And from there, you can listen to it wherever it is. Um, it's on a bunch of platforms. So, yeah. That is our episode. Again, thank you so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed. And... Bye! Bye!